I know the DJ. Welcome to episode 22 of But I Know the DJ, a podcast discussing all things DJing, music, nightlife, business, and pop culture through the unfiltered opinions of host Snacks. G- give me Snacks, baby! A.K.A. The Great Snacks, be powered by Dope Entertainment and our sponsor, Anchor. As always, I'd like to shout out our black-owned business of the week, Harlem Hops, Manhattan's first and only black-owned craft beer bar. Founded by three HBCU graduates, the bar offers a rotating selection of craft beer along with small plates. The community focused bar also runs Harlem Hopes, a nonprofit that provides scholarships to offset the cost of college education to native Harlem residents. If you're in NYC, check them out at 2268 Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard, New York 10030 or check them on IG at Harlem Hop. And now I'd like to introduce our guest for this episode, celebrity DJ and producer. He is the tour DJ for Lil Uzi Vert. We welcome DJ P for real. What's going on, brother? I, I What's up? It's good, P. Um, it's good to meet you. Good to link up. We appreciate you having uh, the time to be here to and, and to converse with us for a little bit. Um, I know you're coming off of a crazy NBA All-Star weekend down in Atlanta. How was that? How is How's everything been going down there in the A? Man, I'm glad it's over. I had 15 <laughs> parties. <laughs> I'm glad it's over. I had a lot of parties. So. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I lost my voice. So that actually means something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember the last time. I mean, granted, up, up in the Northeast here in Boston, you know, I haven't had consistent gigs at all in the last year. And I can't remember the last time I lost my voice from a, a seat around of gigs. Um, I mean. Man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a lot. And and so uh, outside looking in, yeah, Atlanta just in general last weekend was has been popping. But even before so, most of COVID, it's been pretty normal there, no? Um, for the most part, yeah, it's it's, it's been. I say for the last about 10, 11 months, it's been pretty open. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Relatively, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's still a few guidelines. And, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Nothing, nothing too too crazy though. It's been pretty. Um, accessible mm. and and have you been still traveling or are you just sticking in the a right now i was in atlanta uh the last time i traveled actually i went to mexico to get like a good little vacation but other than that i haven't been doing anything outside of atlanta word and so i know you um you know started in new york right you got roots in new york uh, what time did you move to atlanta and then how do you kind of compare your experiences in you know up northeast down to the south um, I think, I think moving out to Atlanta, coming from a New York background, you know what I'm saying? Or coming from New York, yeah. or just having that, that the mentality to coming out here, it's kind of just, it was pretty easy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that the South is slow, <laughs> but it is slow. Yeah. In comparison. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? It's in, in New York, it's dog eat dog. For, yeah, for sure. Especially Atlanta. Like Atlanta is really um, geared towards block, uh, black, block, black, uh, for lack of words, excellence. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so yeah. you have a lot, of, you have a lot of black businesses out here. You have a lot of black entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that makes things a little bit easier, but just, like I said, just having a New York mentality come out here, you can almost conquer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And at what point, what age were you when you moved out? 
Oh, out of high school. I went to college out here. So, but that was 2010. Okay, word, word, word. 2010. Um, I came out here and then, uh, yeah, I, I stayed. And so you built, because I know you've been DJing for since you were about a kid, you know, given um, your father's background and everything like that. But did it, you, would you say it took off mostly, you know, being a, like a college DJ or anything down in Atlanta? Yeah, so. Yeah, basically. So like when when I came to uh, Atlanta, like I didn't want nobody to know who my father was because I wanted to see him, you know, do by myself. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if, if you don't, you know, my father's a producer, so yeah, pretty well known. So in yeah. New York, I didn't. It was kind of easy for me to get things done because of my father. Right. But then right. I also wanted to see if I could do by myself. Right, right, right. So, <clears throat> I came out here and I just worked. I worked hard. I, I, I did what I, I did what had to be done, and you know what I'm saying. I I just did shit that I, I wasn't really normal or used to doing. Like for example, i.e. a free gig. Like I haven't, right, right, <laughs> I've right. never done free gigs until I came. But, you know that's the shit you got to do to establish yourself. Yeah, and you know work paid off. Yeah, no doubt. And so uh, for listeners who don't know, um, you know your father is Prince Paul, um, DJ producer in really the golden age of hip hop. Love you too. Um, you know, being super involved with um, like the likes of De La Soul and being, you know, super involved with all these with a lot of people's current favorite artists and even the OG's favorite artists as well. You coming from a legendary musical family like that. What was it like growing up in hip hop and in the hip hop world? And have you ever felt a burden to fill those shoes just in general? I mean, growing up in the hip hop world, especially like who my father is. Because he produced a lot of um, a lot of the early '90s stuff. Like he was like, like that guy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, um, growing up, you know, seeing seeing people like De La Soul in the studio or Wu Tang or whoever my pops worked with. You know, as a, as a kid, you look at that like, oh, I want to do that because you see, can you see all these? You see these guys on TV, him on the radio, and now you're in the studio with him. So, yeah. as a kid, you get influenced by it. So. I, I think that was obviously that's like a major thing of why I'm where I'm at now. But then, you know, my father also didn't want me to be in the music industry. Oh, really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, "Yo, do anything, but oh, really? he said, do anything but do, but get yeah, get in the industry." He said, "You could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor, you can do whatever you want. Don't get in the industry." <laughs> and I didn't listen. <laughs> so yeah, it's natural, man. <laughs> yeah. So you know, with that being said, now I'm here. But now that I do do it. Or now, not that I do do, but now that I've entered the music industry and I'm at where I'm at now, <clears throat> the shoes are always hard to fill because he's accomplished so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's always like it's always a thing where I'm always like following footsteps, or yeah. um, I have shoes to fill because people look at me like, oh, "Okay, you're Prince Paul's son." I mean, the people that know, mm-hmm. especially like people that like all the, the labels, label execs, like they know, like right, all right. the old heads. You know my father is so they look at me like okay so you must be just as fired yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah. So, so I had to stay like always had to stay on my A game yeah and I see so I was you know going through your IG um you like to post like little snippets of like things you're working on and everything like that with uh COVID I know it's a little bit different in Atlanta like you were explaining 
have you been spending more time producing than before or is it still a good even split between DJing and producing? Um, kind of both. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I realized I like, going on tour mm-hmm. and not DJing for, for, for a certain amount of time. Yeah. I don't lose it, but you forget, like I, I start to forget certain transitions and certain things I do <laughs> that's so natural to me because yeah, like yeah. tour DJing, and DJing like for radio club or anything else right. is not the same DJ. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And like at the parties I will do is not really me really DJing because I'm catering to mm. my art to Uzi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> it's still not really DJing. Yeah. So you know, with that being said, I I took a lot of time and practicing and just learning new shit. And you know, growing up, I learned I learned on using vinyl and mm-hmm. um actual turntables and techniques. Yep. So I'm sorry I'm doing mad shit while I'm on the It's all good, bro. It's all good, man. It's all good. You like what the fuck? I know. Yeah, every everyone excuses just the background noise, you know, people real is doing a bunch of stuff, but but he's here with us anyway. Um Man, I look I look like I just finished working out, I'm taking my protein. Don't mind me. It's all good, it's all good. Um But um yeah, so growing up I just I I always practice and I always learn. I was a big scratcher, so just staying on my P's and Q's, and so I, I, I equal time out in producing and DJing. Yeah, you 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 talking about the differences between you know DJing you know as P for real or as a tour DJ on you know at a festival on a stage or at an after party. Me personally, the first time I saw y'all, you know, I seen Uzi twice, um, and but the most recent time when you were doing your uh, doing probably the last like American tour, I would assume the on just for Uzi yeah. on his own. Um, y'all are at the House of Blues in Boston, and then you did uh, the after party at one of the you know the local spots. Um, so, what are the different approaches then to those two different sets versus just a P for Real set in, in Atlanta? Um, well, a P for Real set in Atlanta is catered to everyone just partying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a regular night even Atlanta Atlanta set, just a regular a P for Real set of me just DJ. I make sure that like we're gonna have fun. You know what I'm saying? Whoever's going to be in there, like if I do a, a set in Vegas, mm-hmm. I'll make sure that everyone's going to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, a, a regular set versus a tour set. <laughs> like Atlanta said, I'm really just catering to making sure that you leave out and you bought three bottles yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're drunk and you're drunk as shit and you can't remember <laughs> but you remember that the DJ was lit. Yeah. Even if we don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A tour set, I'm making sure that that you know that we're in the house. You know what I'm saying? That me, Uzi, mm-hmm. and everyone else is in the house and okay, let me play a few Uzi songs. Let me get out of here and play some thug songs. Yeah, yeah. And play some future. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But making sure that you know that we're in here. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, can you kind of explain kind of where you were in your career by the time you were, you know, you got that call or whatever it was to um, work with Uzi, and what was that transition like for you? Um, I mean, it was, I mean, you gotta stay at the time when, when I got, got when I got the call to work with Uzi. It was kind of like Uzi just came out with, I believe he just came out with Money Longer. It do not matter. You know what I'm saying? And then what you want was already out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I want to say Love is Raised just came out probably a few months prior. So were you like a fan so, at this point? Or were you just like, oh, it's just another cool so, artist? No. So I heard him for the first time on Worldstar. And I clicked on it because I see ASAP Ferg on it. And that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, who the fuck is this shit? Hopper. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? And his voice like, is so unique. Like when he first came out, like no one sounded like that at all. Right, at all. So... I was like, I was like, yo, who's this? Who's this nigga? So, <laughs> no, I'm real yeah, shit. Yeah. But you know, at the time, I used to just download a bunch of songs. So I downloaded the song. I used to play it in parties. So the so the irony of getting a call and you know what I'm saying and 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 um this guy named Pat, right? He used to be uh with Generation Now, actually still is Pat. Um, uh, works with drama and canon. Uh, he used to come to me to break these break different records in the club with the college crowds or anything in the land. So he called me like, yo, I got this artist, Lil Uzi Vert, and he's a DJ. He needs to, he needs to, uh, he's a DJ, he needs a tour DJ. So like, come to the studio. All right. I think I was in a movie or something like that with my girlfriend at the time. I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> so, um, get there. Like I said, all I knew was what you want. I was in front of Canon and Drama. I did like a little mini set and see like, cause you know, there was going a few di- a few different DJs at the time. It was trying to find a DJ. So this was like an audition, like a tryout. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which I felt kind of like, <laughs> I have to go through more. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you're trying me out. And so was <laughs> but, this uh, something that like you thought extensively? Like, is this something you wanted? You're like, oh shit, like I got to go hard. Or did you just like, yo, I'm going to just be, be me. And if they fuck with it, they fuck with it. Yeah. So like, I didn't know that intensity of the situation mm. you know what i'm saying mm. so i mean i knew he was dope i knew he had super duper potential i knew he was gonna get big i didn't know the level of you know what i'm saying intensity was gonna be so um so i went in there by anything i do I, i'm always over the top you know what i'm saying so even my first gig in atlanta i did like a dorm room set <laughs> like no it was like a oh no it was like a, a warming for like a for like a residence or something like that. Bro, I brought all my shit. I brought all my speakers. <laughs> I brought the turntable. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? My laptop, my mixer. Like, I went all out. But that, just that, with that being said, that led me to get all my gigs I'm at now. So, when I went to go do the audition, or in case, whatever it was, I, I got called in for, um, I just did, I just did my shit. And they were like, yo, stop. We're buying you a ticket. You know, you free Friday? And then it was like Tuesday. And they were like, yo, you free Friday? We'll fly to Oakland. So, um. Yeah, it just it kind of just spiraled after that. But was being an artist tour DJ like in your in your sight? Was that something you wanted to do? Or oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a question we asked. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I wanted to be with an artist. I wanted to. I wanted to be. I wanted to be able to travel, and be with an artist. That made sense. You know what I'm saying? So I've gotten offers to be the DJ for other artists, whatever the case may be, but I always, I never accepted because it didn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't see the potential. So Uzi was the first person I saw potential with, so I stuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like any beginning artist is never that pretty in the beginning, but I stuck with it because I saw how dope he was. You know what I'm saying? And then we got, we got close, we got cool, so it was dope. And so I, I, I always personally think of like, you know, so you get, so, you know, you do the quote unquote audition and you kill it or whatever. And then they fly you out to Oakland and then they, you meet Uzi and they're like, yeah, this is your new tour DJ. Like, 
what is that initial conversation? What are things that you're preparing for for that first show? What are the kind of conversations like? <laughs> Uzi didn't fuck with me when we first met. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't fuck with me. <laughs> really? <laughs> but it is what it is. Like, <laughs> you can't be mad at him, though, because, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it was like, he was like, yo, all right. Like, it, was, it was really like Lake was his manager at the time. Drama, Candy, yeah. Royal, Royal East Park, Lang Records. They hired me. Right. So Uzi, Uzi, Uzi wasn't there. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so when I first got to Oakland, it was like, yo, this is Pete Pharrell, she's your new DJ. He was like, hey, what's up? That was it. Yeah, like, that, yeah, yeah. That, that was the end of the conversation. That was like at the time he was with, you know, his ex. And like it was that was the end of the conversation. Yeah, what's up? And that's from uh, at least from like and he's kept talking to the way we were talking to him. And, and from videos, <laughs> and it was like seen, that. yeah, that's like his personality. It seems like especially at least like if he's not comfortable with you, he seems to be kind of right. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just who he is. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, if he doesn't know you, he's not, he's not comfortable with you. They're gonna keep it real short. You know what I'm saying? Like dope guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My nigga. You know what I'm saying? Super cool. It's just that if he doesn't know you, he doesn't know you. And that's what it was for a while. He he even told me he was like, yo, he, I can fuck with you for a long. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Super honest, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I can't deny that. Like, I'm just some stranger ass DJ that's coming in to DJ for. And and you know, going to the first show, it was like Cannon kind of like told me the outline of the show, what songs it was, and it was just like go. And so we kind of like never had a rehearsal. We kind of just did it. it and it's kind of we kind of just improv a lot, but we vibed out. You know what I'm saying? We had a chemistry. So it kind of just worked out. And even to this day, we probably be like in total, we probably had like three rehearsals and and out of all of our years being together. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I've always wondered, you know, is it like, oh no, I want to do this, I want to do that, do that, or you're just going on the fly, just on the set list, right? Yeah, like if you ever watch our shows, like you gotta if you watch it, if you watch our shows chronologically, like throughout the time, you'll see that. Some shows, like the shows, just get more different throughout time because we just throw shit in during the show. Nothing's rehearsed, so we have like a few songs that okay, Uzi might be like, "Yo, I want to come out to this song." I'm like, "All right, cool." And then there's like maybe a few songs after that that we go back, but but a lot of that is just me figuring it out. Like, oh, this goes good. This goes good with this, or this might sound good after this. So I might I show him a list. I'm like, okay, cool. And then we'll go on stage, and he might look at me like, "Yo, I want to play this." You know what I'm saying? And then he, uh, oh, for a while, like, he might have a song. He'd be like this, cut the music down or cut it off. And I'd be like, all right. <laughs> and then when he's done rapping, I'm looking at him like, is he going to stop here? And I might play. So we just kind of just mm. finish it out on stage. You know what I'm saying? So there's no real, like, set list. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, we kind of just figure it out on stage. I, I know where he might want to go at certain times. And, he might look at me like, yo, what you want to do? You know what I'm saying? So oh, word. Talking. That's what's up. Have you ever yeah. messed up? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, it's it's bound to happen. Like, you you, you do over, I say, I, I, we easily probably did 200, 300 shows together, mm-hmm. right? They're going to fuck up. Yeah, like, yeah. it's, it's going to happen. Like, something's going to happen. I'm going to fuck up. I'm not going to say he's ever going to fuck up because it's never his problem, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? It's something's gonna happen. It's gonna be a, a, um, a technical issue, or I might just fuck up. I'm human. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's it happens. So yeah, like we you know we 
we had a little back and forth, but you know, it's nothing that was wasn't fixed. Having done so many shows, you know, what was like the biggest moment where you're like, oh wow, like I'm I got beads of sweat going down, my heart stopping a little bit, like I don't know what to do, if any. Um, you know what? I I didn't really start really feeling like, yo, this is insane until like this is even past Coachella, past all the big shows we did with like eighty thousand people. Like when, when we was on tour with G Easy and um who else? Tadala Signs, YBN, Amir. That's why I really I, I sat there on stage, I was like, whoa, like this shit's insane. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't really take time to sit back and think about what's going on because because you're moving so fast. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, somebody called me. All good, bro. Do you need to do? Because, because, because you're moving so fast. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like I sat there on that tour. I mean, I was on stage, and it was probably like 15 minutes until we got on stage, and it was just like it's probably like 6,000 people, right? And I was just like, whoa, like this is insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna say I don't ever say I made it because. I'm never complacent. But I, that was the time where I really stepped back, like, well, this is I really did this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is this this is this happened. Yeah, like you mentioned Coachella, and I know that there's like this legendary photo of like you and, and Uzi's on on the table and you guys are just rocking out. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what you know, what was like doing it going going into Coachella like that day? 15 minutes before the set, during the set, after the set, like what are the kind of emotions running through your mind? No, nothing. Like it was like a, it was like a, it was like a show. You know what I'm saying? Like because <clears throat> you think you gotta understand. By that time, by the time we did Coachella, we had did so much shit. So we did like, I think we we just finished touring with the weekend, or maybe we we're about to go on that. I don't know, but. We had did a European tour. We did Rolling Loud. We had did Lollapalooza. We had did all these big ass shows. It was like Coachella. Was like, so just yeah, another, just <laughs> you know another show. So, yeah, it was just another show. Looking back at it, I'm like, oh shit, I think Coachella. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we were supposed to do the year after that, but there was some some happened. I forgot. Maybe it was a conflict or something, but or like shows or something like that. But I, I they just. Yeah, like it was, it was like another show. You, like I said, living so fast and living in the life, you don't really appreciate it until, honestly, until it's not really, until you really sit there and think about it or it's not there anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially during Corona. Like, when you just, when we're just, and I'm in Atlanta just doing clubs and I'm at the crib chilling during quarantine. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, you miss it. Yeah. What was your um, primary means of travel? Was it bus touring or plane? What was what was the main route? Both. You know what I'm saying? Both. It depends on what the route was, what we were doing. If we was on tour, if we was on tour, we took a bus. Sometimes we had to fly to some shit, fly back to the bus. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it was just, it depends. And when you're going stop to stop, are you, you know, trying to change? Because you, you, know, you do like an, a little opening set too to get like shit warmed up. Um, you right. know, would you try and you know, flip it on its head? Would you try and do something completely different? Did you just try and switch one song or two songs? Well, how are you approaching those sets uh, for yourself? Um, I look at the crowd. You know what I'm saying? So, I really based off 
I really based off where I'm at at the time. Like, okay, if I'm in Chicago, I'm gonna do what Chief Keith said. Word. I might do some, Word. you know what I'm saying? Word. I might do some Herbo. Mm-hmm. I'm in Cali. Okay, I'm gonna do some Blueface. I might throw in some old Snoop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It depends where I'm at. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but you know, I always have some core songs that I might go to. Right. You know? Well, what are some of the songs that are like never fail? These always hit no matter where you're at. Finito works everywhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Finito works everywhere. Yeah. Um, work by ASAP Ferg. Yep. yep. Um, if Bobby was in Crips, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. What, 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 what was that? That's, uh, that's that um, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, Good Kid, Mad City. Kendrick Lamar. There's like a few other songs. Maybe some few Travis Scott songs. Um, they just always work. But then also, you also have to you could throw shit in there that may not be a a go to, but it depends on it all depends on how you approach it, how you approach it. You know what I'm saying? Or how you set it up so people can get into it. You understand? Know being a DJ or being an entertainer, you have to entertain people. People want to be entertained. You know what I'm saying? So what you say or what you what you're telling them, they want to be engaged. They want to feel what you're saying. So it's all about how you approach it. Yeah. Um- me, so so I've seen y'all twice, and you know I'm 26. So trap music for me is like Gucci, Jeezy, Future. You know, there's a very distinct like early Atlanta trap era. But I think people maybe younger than 24, 23. You know, they you know Uzi is their is their you know trap era like 21 Savage like these these new this new era, and I'm seeing that as trap becomes more mainstream, more like white kids are getting into it. Do you see that kind of across the city and across your shows where it's like, damn, there's mad white kids here? Yo, all of our shows are white kids. That's wild. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just to be, you know, just be real. Like, all, even in Atlanta, like, wow. all of our, most of our shows are majority are just white. You know what I'm saying? You might have a trickle of black kids here and there, but like most of our shows are like that. So. Like your shows, you're not gonna have a majority black show anymore unless you go to like a key Glock show, you know what I'm saying? Or like something that's like really catered to super duper track. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Young Dolph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotti. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that locker room music. Like super duper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta stand artists like Lil Uzi, Travis Scott, um, Kendrick Lamar, they crossed the barrier. You know what I'm saying? They crossed the platform of 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 catering to almost everybody. So they have a so diverse crowd that you're gonna get a mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Artists that like kind of cater to their demographic is gonna get that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when when it's kind of when up. you're going through stop to stop and you're on a crazy tour like like what how is that mentally and physically to you i mean you, you know you're just drinking protein and came from, come from the gym like i feel like that's you're not really able to do that as much do you feel that do you get tired like what's what's tour life really uh, like nah i make it i make it my duty to actually keep my body healthy because tour fuck you up like you can ask artists like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like not not just touring but just traveling all the time to fuck you up like you have to take care of your body like i work out on the road take my vitamins drink a lot of water get a lot of sleep, you know? Because your body needs the body needs time to repair itself. That's why you see people like like just rappers and shit. Like they just look crazy in the mid thirties or like yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, like they, they just look like they've been through it because they didn't take care of their bodies. Like they 
lived his lifestyle and taking drugs and you know what I'm saying? Or like how even um Rick Ross, they like had a seizure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like just doing a lot, you're not taking care of your body, you gotta you gotta sleep, you gotta eat properly. You know what I'm saying? Like it's and it's hard. Don't get me wrong, like it's hard to go to the gym while you're on while you're on tour. Or like I'm saying, or waking up in the morning before you go you're in a flight to go work out or run or something because you know, the traveling to fuck you up. So you got to, like, take care of your body. Do you have, like, a specific diet that you try and stick to being on tour that differs from when you're at home? No. I mean, I try to. But, like, <clears throat> you got to eat to survive. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there's times where you be on the road and you might eat at 8 a.m. and you're not eating until 8 p.m. Right. <laughs> so anytime you see food, sometimes you got to get it and you got to eat it. You got to get it when you get it. Pick the best thing that you could find, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and then you just gotta like, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's not the easiest thing to do. It's not yeah. easy to eat on the road. I f- eat properly. I feel, like, I feel like if I were me, I'd be like, yo, fuck it, just take me to the nearest McDonald's and let's just make it happen. You know what I mean? And that's how we was overseas. I, I don't know if you've been to Europe. Europe has terrible food. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but low key, their <laughs> so, fast food like has gems on them because they have like they incorporate whatever their cuisine is into like the, the McDonald's and shit. Right, so we was trying all that shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, so like during like the shows, like during show days, we had catered food. Um, you know, the weekend had catering and um, his tour was insane. But he had like salmon and all types of chicken cuts and shit, and it was crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, like on the off days, like on the days that we didn't have shows, we had to spend it for ourselves. So we were like, yo. Fuck it, McDonald's again. I had McDonald's on a tour probably like at least 30 times. But that's because like, you know, like that's the safest thing to get. You're not eating at no random ass fast food place and in, in uh West Bumblefuck Europe. <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what spot at least in the US kind of surprised you or like has the best food? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, the, the 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 basic shit like Cali and mm-hmm. New York. And that's, that's that surprised me to have good food. Maybe New Orleans. New Orleans food is oh, good. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably... I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Um, when, when Travis Scott was in Boston, I opened for Chase B on his after party. And Chase B said mm-hmm. Boston had the best crowd. Who do you think has the best crowd from the... Wow. Yeah, I was shocked too. Trust me, I didn't think he was, but he said because I think we had him at the end of their leg. Yeah, and I, I mean, he could have just been saying this to every single person he spoke to to every city, but he was like, "Yo, Boston had the best crowd we've we've had so far." Who do you think has had the best crowd? I like Boston crowd though. I like. I, do you have a club called Bijou? Bijou, that's where you played. Yeah, Bijou. Okay, yep. I, I think I, I think I DJ there. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's that's where you were at. Uh, I remember. Okay, Cause my okay, boy, okay. my boy, uh, <coughs> shot photos for y'all, for y'all there. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I like Boston. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I don't know. I like I like all the crowds. Any crowd that gives me energy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that has in a few states, like a little middle states, like Wichita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dumb <laughs> shit like that. We're like, we're like, fuck. Like it's just, they just, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they just don't, they they just don't get it. Yeah, you know what it's saying? so like, different. Not, yeah. Yeah, it's so different, and they just not used to it. So they just like they're more so in awe that 
someone's there rather than having fun and enjoying themselves. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So you get more like standing around just looking <laughs> rather than people like Partying, getting hyped. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that um, Uzi can be a pretty like wild guy, like you know, climbing on shit and anything. Is there any time where you've been like legitimately concerned and been like, "Yo, I actually don't know what's happening. I hope I yeah. hope nothing goes yeah. wrong." <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like when, when he jumped when he when he when he jumped off of that platform. <laughs> Um, what was that? What yeah, was rolling that? loud, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. As a matter of fact, fuck that. Anytime he jumps, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> somebody, please catch him. Please catch him. Nigga. Please. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is you get like a little hard pump. Yeah, yeah, you're like, damn, that's about to be all my work out, 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 out the you door. Know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> and then, like, you know, you see people like, um, Tyler Creator broke his arm and yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? stage diving and shit like that. So you're like, yo, you don't want anything to happen to your artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. And uh do you are there songs that you're like, you know, they are your favorites to play of his, like where you're like every time you have a chance to play that on, in the set, um, on the show, you're you're like, yo, this is this is my moment, like where I feel like I'm at, at I'm at the peak and I'm ready to rock out. What are those songs for you? Um, definitely EXO tour life. EXO, yeah, that shit just must be different. Always, always goes the same, but there's like a little set where we have like just intense. It's like a good 15 minutes of just like, and that's like, mm-hmm. mm, I think we go, we do um, we are ghetto flowers. We do what you want, um, <clears throat> something else. Um, how long can it take? Uh, we uh, what what song is that? Um, break a face, um, like a ocean, like a lake. Wait, 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 wait. How? That it's like three <laughs> or four songs. <laughs> you know I think it's I'm interesting that you don't there. remember the, the the names of the songs. Yo, because he has so many songs. Yeah, yeah. Like yes, like he records so much in so many different names. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, I'm human. Like you know no, no, no. But, but I just think it's interesting. Like I just like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just interesting. Um, yeah. Um. But there's like three or four songs. It's just like in a row. That's insane. And the crowd's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want you want people to be out of breath and have have the most fun they possibly. Uh, you want people to be like, yo, that shit was insane. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like it's like finito yeah. knuck if you buck and swag surf back to back. Right, like oh shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like now I wanna fight. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> As being being the DJ, so obviously, you know, DJs have just this very strategic experimental way of approaching music, whether it be the order, you know, what what spots you let it ride to or not. You know, you saying before that um Uzi's the type of artist that makes music that kind of crosses genres and whatnot. How would you define his music and his style being his DJ? Um, Uzi is a hip hop rock star. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> to sum that up or to make it make sense, <clears throat> super duper hip hop. I'm saying he could rap his ass off, but his persona is rock star. 
You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, I don't know if that answered your question, but um, I don't, it's hard to it's hard to describe what was he. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? it's it's real hard to describe him in a few words. He's just. He is who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he's definitely pioneered the, or, you know, one of the pioneers of just like, yeah, that like grunge punky trap. That's like, that's melodic. That can be dark. That's sad. You know, obviously yeah. 10 years ago, no one was really doing it. It was all hard. It was about making money, drugs, cars, women, you know what I'm saying? And so now, and that's, you know, starting to float into like the little skies, the the trippy red, you know what I mean? I think Uzi's one of the first guys to really, really do that. Do you feel the same as way? Yeah, the reason the reason why Uzi is going to last for a long time and maybe not, I'm I'm this might be a reach or it might not be a reach or for like years to come, fifteen plus because he created his own style. You know what I'm saying? So he's always going to be looked at as the as the creator of 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 the whole yeah 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 movement. You know what I'm saying? All that. So if we if we notice, a lot of artists are doing that now. You know what I'm saying? But it always gets referred back to Uzi. Always. So, so um, I just think, like, him creating his own path and him always being him. Like, he doesn't change for nobody. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's the longevity of being insane. You know? And you coming, you know, we mentioned this in the beginning, you know, your dad's a, you know, a, a hip hop purist, right? You know, coming up from you know mm-hmm. in the golden age, being kind of in between now. Like, oh, my my father's in the purest golden era of uh, hip hop, and now I'm working with someone who's like kind of breaking these barriers, mixing these genres. Um, you know, do you see both sides? Do you ever be like, oh, you know, the purest side tells me hip hop should be this way, or my dad thinks it should be this way, but Uzi's taking it this way? Do you ever find yourself kind of in that mindset? Mm, no. And I, I say that because <clears throat> my dad's era is his era. This is a, you know what I'm saying? Like, even he came to a few of my shows and he was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he may not respect the music, but he respects the craft. You know what I'm saying? And he respects, he respects, let me reword that. He may not understand the music, but he respects the music and respects the craft. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's just being, that's just having the love of the, the love for music. You know what I'm saying? And the love for performing and the love for being in, in the industry. You, you, you respect it. So when you, when you, when he sees me do a show in front of 50,000 people and how the kids react, all that kind of gets knocked down. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you can't hate you can't hate on too much yeah yeah, yeah. no and, and that's respect i mean there's even in like the local dj game like you have like your ogs that are hating on like people you know oh they just picked up a controller and are doing this or like you know they're, they're not fucking with the no music um you know yeah. it's, it's good to know that um you know you at least you for yourself are able to separate that and understand that and as well for your father as well to do the same uh yeah yeah i mean i grew up in a hip-hop household super duper hip-hop yeah you know but also, I roll with the times. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine me just being stuck in old school hip hop. <laughs> I'm not going to progress through anything. Yeah. I'm not my production. I'm not going to progress. I can't do clubs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be able to do clubs, but it's going to be like all 40 and up <laughs> niggas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. it makes sense. So, you know, and but I like music that's out. 
like I'm not just like this old nigga that just like you know what I'm saying like oh I just like old hip hop only like I, and just shit that's out I listen to on my on my off time you know what I'm saying like I'm like I love music yeah what what is the shit that you listen to in your off time I feel like a lot of people assume DJs we just listen to party music all the time but that's not always the case man my off time I listen to either I'm not gonna lie either some old school shit and some old school like old school hip hop like some some dirty grimy shit or like I'm listening to like some Erica Badu, so you know what I'm saying something real calm and collective, and I might listen to, I might listen to like some some jazz pieces or something like, because I'm always listening to for being a producer, you always listen for like samples or listen for sounds, listen to hear something new because I want to create some new shit. So I'm always listening to different things, especially in my off time. Or I might listen to podcasts or. You know what I'm saying? Anything, I really don't listen to club shit unless I'm in the club. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm the saying? same all way. The, I'm the all, same way. Yeah. Yeah, all the radio shit, I don't listen to that. Like, I listen to, I need something that's going to inform me or, you know, something's going to calm me down. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned examples. Um, I know that there's like a video you posted where like you like sampled like something from like a movie, something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's called Cape Fear. Yeah, that's, was, that shit was, was crazy. Yeah, I was on Netflix. And um, I think I, I think I played it by accident. I think you know how you press play on anything because you want some background yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was on my computer, on my bed. I kind of looked up. I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" Mm-hmm. It's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and I played it back like six times. I'm like, "Wait, I'm playing it over my head." Yeah, yeah. But I went, you know, I went online. I got the, I got the file. And I kind of just fucked with it for a little while. And that's what came out. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And it and it was funny because like, you know, me just like flipping through and watching it, I was just like, I don't know, I don't really get what he's doing. But then like hear, hearing the <laughs> chop and then hearing when the drums came in. And like and then it just like like that's the thing about samples is like until it's already made, you don't see it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like so like again in the beginning, I was like, I don't really get it. And then once the drums <laughs> came in, I was like, Oh, of course, like this sounds like you know, a full record and stuff, mm-hmm. but like you just, I just didn't see it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that, that yeah. shit was dope. It, it, my, my, my brain is weird. Like, my brain works weird. It's for real. So, like, I just, I might hear some shit or I might hear like, that's why, that's why I like playing old music, like just random shit, because I, I might be this small of a part in the song and either I'll loop it or I'll replay, I'll replay it. You know what I'm saying? And create my for myself, but it takes like, Zero seconds for me to fix some shit up. What do you produce on? What DAW do you use? Ah, I will never tell. I can't tell you all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been always using the same nah. one since Jump? Huh? Have you always used the same one since Jump? Nah, nah, nah. I've, I've been using different shit. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not tripping. I, I use, like, I use Logic, um, Ableton, um, actually, I just got Serato Studio. It's pretty cool. They gave it to me. Serato Studio is pretty cool. Um, I so I grew up using Pro Tools and PC. Um, oh, so you've been I, on it. So you've been on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, it's crazy. The only thing I don't know how to use is Fruit Loops. Like no one's really really introduced it to me like that. I didn't. I tried to learn it a few times, and I just wasn't interested in learning it. Like it's just. So something about it is just not easy for me. It's, it's interesting <laughs> you know because I, like, I feel like it's arguably like 
the most nah, straightforward is not the word because I like I would say Ableton is the most complicated. Um, Hard, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. just the way the I think I think FL Studio is just like a little bit more user friendly. Like it's all just you just like kind of press it in and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I use Ableton and don't and has never never used Fruity Loops. I just see my friends use it. Um, yeah, it's, it's yep. just weird. Um, but I but I fuck with Ableton heavy. Even though it's like crazy complicated, like you you can never learn everything on Ableton. There's there's like <laughs> no limit to Ableton. Like Ableton is the only program that has zero limit. Yeah, like yeah, it's so <laughs> wild. Yeah, like it's I I I don't get who made it. And I know it's German. <laughs> yeah, for real, it's like it's, it's I think it's German, but it's like it, it's endless. Like you could control lights and shit with it. Like I, it's yeah, like, it's crazy. Yeah, like the fact that you can perform live. <laughs> Like do completely like live production or like live sets on it. Like I know um like Flash Adamas used to do that, just perform straight up on Ableton and like do like fucking Coachella on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, shit's fucking wild. Um, yeah. Has COVID changed anything for you besides the fact that you can't really be touring the world? Have you like got any new habits or any new hobbies, any new ways of just like kind of going about your day or anything like that or your work? Um. Uh, really, I, no, I mean, it's just more idle time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I try to do other things, I try to learn, I read a lot, you know what I'm saying? I try to read a book, yeah, I try to read a book a week. <clears throat> um, like, I try to stay away from dumb shit, like playing games and watching TV, because that makes me feel unproductive, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm always doing something, even if I'm not doing nothing i'm doing something if that makes sense you know what i'm saying like i can't i can't just be doing bullshit or just not being yeah it got to be productive like it's just how it's how my brain set up so um yeah i'll just be kind of staying busy making new a few new a few investments and stuff like that start my clothing my clothing not started but my clothing company i focused on a little bit more you know yeah please um, please talk about it you know what is it where can they find it you know what to expect from it how did it come come about yeah, for, for real apparel. I mean, um, came about touring. Um, I was selling my merch on tour. People liked it. People loved it. I came back to Atlanta, and people was like, "Yo, I want that shirt." So I saw, I saw, I put, I made an online store, and it sold out like in a few days. So it did really well. Then I started. I made my first hoodie. Probably almost two years ago now. I put it up. Sold out a day, and I stopped making them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I stopped doing it. <clears throat> that shit, like that shit, is not easy. Like it's very stressful. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like especially in an industry that I'm not too aware of. So, like, I made a lot of money on it, but it's stressful because one, I was doing everything myself. Mm. So, like, I'm selling. I'm calling people to get shit done. I'm calling printers. I'm calling this designer. I'm packaging shit up. I'm sending shit off. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It's very time consuming. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's not easy. But, you know, being who I am, I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of backed off from it after my, my first drop because one, once it's sold out, I, I don't do, I don't restock nothing. So once it's sold out, it's sold out. And I did my other drop, sold out again. And I kind of chilled off of it because I started, I think I started doing a whole lot, of, a few more shows and shit. So I kind of 
Um, had, I had my ho- homeboy. He took on, took over the entire operation for me. And then when Corona happened, I kind of stopped focusing on it again. So, um, but yeah, like for, for real, it's for real apparel. Um, basically, it's my clothing company. And I'm about to drop some more. I'm about to do a, a total revamp. I'm doing another drop. I'm coming out with hoodies, shirts, socks, hats. Oh, shit. Um, oh, nine. Yeah. Yeah, everything. So I invested a lot of money, too. So I'm going to um, I'm um, drop a new website. Everything is getting dropped. And probably about mid-springish, end-springish, top of summer. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Uh, I, I love, like, you know, merch is becoming so important, you know, as, especially as social media has become more important, being the influencer, being able to kind of give something back to your fans or your supporters. Do you feel, you know, especially after, you know, getting the label, you know, the tour DJ for a big artist label, do you feel that you have to kind of manage your social media a whole different way, like walk a whole different way? Or is that something you try not to put too much thought into? Yeah, I try not to put too much thought into it. Like, people going to fuck with you, people not going to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get people to follow me all day, every day. People unfollow me all day, every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The moment you sit and look and watch what other people are doing or how they're following you or how they feel about you, it's going to consume your day. You know what I'm saying? People get brainwashed and swamped into social medias. You know what I'm saying? Like, people let social media control their lives. Imagine, imagine I sat and looked at every comment that else was about me or or, or like any negative thing that was written about me or anything, anything social media as a guy's time to soon, I'd be kill myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Did you, I mean, I don't know uh, how Atlanta is specifically as far as like DJ community or just like music industry in general. Um, when you started, you know, be getting these crazy shows, these crazy tours, were there local haters, people that used to fuck with you that don't fuck with you anymore? Like, did you did you experience any of that kind of backlashes from people not really just kind of just being jealous? Yeah, I don't have too I don't I don't have too many haters. You know what I'm saying? Or not too many haters that's in my face that 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 actually not knew I was hating. It's probably people that's hating on me low undercover. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah of I course. I don't have too many because I'm not I'm not a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. anybody that I come across, I don't have no problem with. Like there's probably like maybe one or two people that I'm truly like I don't fuck with you. But like other than that, I don't. I don't have beef with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my supporters or people I come across, they they kind of stood around and supported because I don't I'm not a bad I'm not a bad person. I don't bring bad energy. You know what I'm saying? Word. And I keep and I keep to myself. So <laughs> Word. Have are you a big like like outside of uh you know your gigs and stuff? Do you were you ever or are you um a big partier in general? Are you like to be out there drinking and doing all that stuff? Um I kind of have to, you know what I'm saying? You have to kind of stay on the scene. Yeah, you kind of have to show your face and, you know what I'm saying? It's just part of the industry. It's part of what I'm, what I do. Like, I, I, I could honestly say that I'm not in the space or level of my career yet where I could just chill and people be like, yo, we need you here. You know what I'm saying? Which is, which I'm cool with saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the industry. Like, the industry is, is always moving. You know what I'm saying? So you always have to be consistent. You always got to show your face. Hey, or even people that's like that, or even people that like, yo, we want to, you know, see, so we want to book you to do X, Y, and Z, or yo, pull up, uh, or, or no, or saying that, yo, we want to pay you to come here. 
even people like that, they still have to stay on their P's and Q's because that can end within five seconds. You know what I'm saying? Nothing lasts. So I was like, I'm always like doing something to show my face. I was staying consistent because there's always somebody, it's always somebody new, or it's always somebody, somebody else. So you being so deep into into to the tour life and moving around and you just mentioning now that you know it's kind of part of the game part of the job part of the industry how has that affected like just your general relationships whether it be with women or just with like your homies or family has you seen that dynamic change throughout the years yeah i mean your close friends and your, your family and your relationships like anybody that's close to you should get it you know what i'm saying because they're closest to you um, they should. I'm not saying they always would, but they should, you know. Um especially like dating. You know, like um you that's why you see a lot of celebrities date celebrities. You know what I'm saying? Because because they understand the lifestyle, they understand that the schedule is not a set schedule. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of hard dating because women women just want time, you know what I'm saying? And it's hard to give time when I don't really have a set schedule or have the time to give, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's probably the only hiccup, but it's not too much of a hiccup. You know what I'm saying? As long as you, as long as you, your communication is on point, it should be cool. But other than that, like if you, if people that fuck with me, like they understand like my, my just life at this point. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even on a, like, you know, I don't do too much traveling. I've just done like just New England and stuff, and like mm-hmm. I feel it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. you know, busy. Like, you know, when when Boston isn't shut down with a pandemic, like if it's four or five week, you know, gig weekends and stuff like that, and like mm-hmm. people trying to hang out, whether it be women or whatever, and you're just like, yo, I can't. And like, it takes people that are not in the industry to be like, I don't fucking get it. Like, right. why why would you do this and you know not see me or spend time? You would want to spend time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it's, I just can't imagine it when you're like actually touring the world like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's definitely like, it's, it's definitely insane. Like I said, just taking care of your body and staying hydrated. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah. Just be on top of your not, yeah. Not killing yourself. You know, I'm taking your vitamins, taking stuff is going like, to compliment your body. You know, what's next for you? Does DJing ever end? Does touring ever end? Or do you see yourself making, you know, this being a stepping stone for something else? Um, definitely a stepping stone for something else. You always want to do something. You always want to do something bigger than what you got going on. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> but I will say this. The DJ never dies. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm always going to have gigs. I'm always going to be, be able to DJ somewhere. I'm always Because I love my job at the end of the day. I love what I do. I love entertaining people. I love making people smile and seeing they're happy because they're enjoying what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So um that's not gonna stop. But you know, always I'm always looking to see what's gonna be the next big thing. Like that's why I'm taking my clothes a little bit my line serious. Um I guess I have a few more investments and a few things that I'm not gonna talk about, but you know, it's it's always the next big thing. And of course my production as well. Yeah. Are they I mean I'm sure there's you can't talk in too much detail about it, but are there any like Big production credits or like records we should be looking out for coming in the, in the in the. Ah, I can't I can't. Talk <laughs> <about that. laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to send you the email. Just give the drop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you'll be the first to know. I'll let you know. I got My you. My <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but you know, please remind everyone of where they can find you, your clothing line, and, and then um, just reiterate anything that can be coming down the pipe that we should be looking out for from P4L. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, all my social medias is DJ P4L, DJ P-F-O-R-R-E-A-L. You know, that's that's what everyone to be. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Facebook, MySpace, Black Planet, whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um, yeah, of course, my clothing line, For Real Apparel, ForRealApparel.com. Um, right now, like I said, kind of not down. I probably have like maybe some hoodies on there, and once some shit is gone, they go on. Mm-hmm. But I'm um, dropping a whole new line. It's gonna be a whole new event in spring, and from then on, it's gonna be it's gonna be an ongoing thing. So, Pharrell Apparel is gonna be dropping um, full blast mid spring top summer. Word, word. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you know, with half the world not really knowing what's what's going on, like, do you see? I mean, I'm sure if you already have tour dates lined up as far as, you know, concerts and stuff, I'm sure you won't be able to say much. But, you know, are you in a position where you're kind of like, shit's just going to be rocking and I'm going to be able to travel again soon? That, honestly, I don't know. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, I want to travel. Yeah. But, I, like, we're at a space in life now where people are so scared to do shit. Right. Like, imagine imagine how freaked out people were before Corona. Now, Corona's happening. Now, people are like, oh. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Yo, I go into, I walk into the store. Like, if I forget my mask or some shit, I walk into the store and people look at me all stupid. Like, imagine going to a concert. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I people mentally aren't ready for that yet. Right. So, um, so I just I think it'll take time. I think definitely by next year would be cool. This year, uh, maybe. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's a stretch, it's a reach. Mm-hmm. maybe yeah definitely next year you know what yeah. i'm saying and that sounds crazy because we're in march but it's realistic <laughs> right, you know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah thousand percent yeah man i mean i hope you know we, we get to see you out on the road again and people get a chance to see you now being able to hear from you and be able to like see you know with you explaining how you're approaching everything your view on the set and everything like that um mm-hmm. i really really appreciate your time and your insight and it's been a huge pleasure having you on the show bro oh man appreciate you thank you thank you for having me you know Good conversations, great, great interview. Appreciate Dude, you. Thank you. Absolutely, man. As as P for Real said, follow him at DJ P for Real, correct? Yep. At DJ P F O R R E A L. Yeah, please check him out, show him love. Um, and you know, next time you, you get a chance to see him on tour, show him love, support him, um, and support his clothing line. As always, follow at Dope Entertainment Official on Instagram, at but I know the DJ on Instagram, follow your host at Gimme Snacks on Instagram. And we'll keep coming with the good content. Show love, share, like, and we'll talk to you next time. See y'all.